peoples, and thank you for joining us on the Reject Rundown podcast. Rejects in the booth. That's right. When you hear Rejects in the booth, you already know that it's our sports episode. Can't do sports without a main man, SG3. Back in the phone booth, of course, or the, I would say in the recording booth. Uh, SG3, say what's up to the peeps again, homie. What up, brother? It's me. It's me. It's SG three, man. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. You just say we got to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Got to talk about their horrible offensive line system. Got to talk about about their coaches. Man. What's wrong with them, honestly, man? And I, you know what, man? I was actually a Patrick Mahomes fan. I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I was an Andy Reid fan, man. So I'm like, man, yes. like, I get so it. Something right, man, bro. Something right. The math just the, the math doesn't add up this time. Uh, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about how the Packers look today That's without true. without. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, how the NFL is investigating yes. though. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you heard that one. NFL is investigating Aaron Rodgers now, so who knows if he's even going to come back to play this year? Who knows? That's true. That's true. Well, I think let's oh. jump into NFL season. Of course, it's NFL Sunday. Let's keep it on there, and then we also got a good topic secondhand on board. So. NFL season, of course, to speak it off and top it off with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, like you just said. Aaron Rodgers did not play today, of course, in Sunday's game. Uh, I believe the Packers won, you said, SG3, no, if I'm not they, mistaken. They, they, they lost 13-7. They they 13-7. Now, with that loss, you guys kind of notice, obviously, the importance of Aaron Rodgers on the team, being as a quarterback. There's an importance him there. He's a decent to good quarterback. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to give praise because he's a Green Bay Packer person, and I'm not about to give no Green Bay Packer fan anything else besides, eh, okay, sounds fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of see the importance in the team. Obviously, as you just stated, the whole investigation is coming on board. Now, what I also heard too as well, I, that was the first thing I heard about investigation, but if I'm not mistaken, Hit Aaron Rodgers and the health industry within Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, also lost connect with each other because of this whole, you know, dispute about the unvaccinated. Now all of a sudden he's saying he's unvaccinated. That's even worse too, as well. Being dropped and cut ties from the health organization. Wow. SG three, what do you think about that? Dude, why lie? <laughs> like, like flat out, why lie? Like, cool, I mm-hmm. get it, dude. But my thing is like. I don't, I don't understand, dude. Why lie? There are so many players out there. Cole Beasley. There are so, for example, Cole Beasley himself. Dude, yep. I don't want to get the vaccine. I'm not going to get the vaccine. Heck, right no. now, Kyrie Irving himself, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I mean, it's a different sport, but still, a right. mega star. Kyrie Irving himself, dude, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And you know what? The New York governor right. is saying, you know what? We go, we may kind of may want to switch our, our, little, uh, our little things to, you know, kind of accommodate Kyrie Irving. My thing is, a why lie? Why go on camera saying, guys, I'm vaccinated? Guys, I'm taken care of. Go ahead, man, get vaccinated. Like, what was the deal of it? Like, what did you... So, yeah, cool, you got money, but now the fact that you're, that you're found out to be a fraud, what's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost your right. team? Right, exactly. It's so, just... it's like, somebody actually... One last thing. Somebody made a meme, and they said, it's the Packers' second time that they lose because Rodgers didn't get a shot. Referring to the NFC Championship last year. <laughs> well, that's so true. Oh, my God. <laughs> when they had the running back go in there instead of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. But, I mean, yeah. it does it – I, I see your point, man. It, why lie about it? You already have you, – your name already carries some weight within the NFL. Okay? It carries weight. And in the sense also, too, the, the organization of Green Bay wants to do right by you. They don't want – 
stingy and they don't want, they know they got a good quarterback, but yet they don't want to say it out loud. That's how also too what happened at the beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken, right? He was doing this big holdout money case may be. We weren't sure if he quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this season. Everyone was speculating that he was going to be gone, if I'm not mistaken. Now, yeah, there were. There all was of, a lot of speculation. Right? There was a lot of people saying, you know what, he may not come back. He may not be a Packers this season. Right, exactly. Now, all of a sudden, now this new speculation comes on board, and now this is about him being not vaccinated when he said, I wasn't vaccinated. So what is it with this guy? Is it him particularly that he just wants to rub people the wrong way? That he wants to tick off people? Does he want people to talk crap about him? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just say you're not. Just say it. Just like you just said. Kyrie did Kyrie said it. Yes, he's you know, he's getting Cole heat off of it, Beasley of course. Kyrie said it. Many there you times. go. And he even got heat from it, of course. People were talking smack about it. But again isn't he playing? Exactly. So it's like it's not about who cares or why. It's just what it, it's the big question again. Why? Why? So are we going to get an answer from it? I don't know. I don't think it's going to get it come out anytime soon. This doesn't look like it's going to be resolved within the next week. I think this is going to keep going off until next in the next two weeks, to be honest. I think next week as well, he won't be playing for Green Bay for sure. But if they do push it for him to play, we're going to find out some really interesting things within this next week. Really interesting stuff. I, I think you know, if if we do once we find out like what's going on like why like why Rogers why basically man yes. this is like this is like this is like the when you, I mean if you if you remember the nineteen I think nineteen oh nine or nineteen nineteen Chicago White Sox back then known as the Chicago Black Sox because of uh of Joe you know yes. famous Joe you know say it ain't so Joe I feel like this is like a like, like say it ain't so Rogers just say it ain't so I feel like this is like you just one of the, this is one of the, like one of the moments. Where yes, I think it's so too. have like, that one innocent kid looking at Rogers like, say it ain't so. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe that this is happening. I mean, yeah. Uh, just aside from everything, um, by the way, before before I continue, I actually want to say to the to the young lady and to the dog and to the family of that of that young lady who passed away because of a reckless driver in Henry Ruggs. Um, my thoughts and condolences as well to to that family. Uh, may that may that lady rest in peace. Um, she, because of reckless driving and because of just not, not honestly being safe out there, she yeah. could like a cut short, um, very much. So we just rest in peace. Be safe out there, everybody. Honestly, be safe as best you possibly can. There's a time and place for everything and just, and just know that time and place. That's all yeah. I'm saying on that, on that aspect. Uh, back to, back to what we were saying though, in regards to the Packers, um, I feel that like, Kansas City and themselves, as we have said before, they're struggling, but like mm-hmm. Packers without Rodgers really struggled. Now, again, yes. the kid did good. The kid threw up for 179 yards on the Chiefs defense. Is okay. Um, so there's there's something to grow from that for the next game, I guess. You know what? Worst case scenario, if it's even if it, even if it's not next game, it could even be next season. I'll go with it. Okay. It's okay. Okay. At least you get the, I guess you could say you get the players to kind of revamp 
the offense a little bit to cater to that style of what he plays and where he plays well at. So that makes sense. So look forward to that. That's a good that's a good idea because if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Love was the quarterback that they picked off first draft first round pick. Am I am I right? Jordan Love, yeah. Jordan Love, yeah. So it's like they kind of have the idea that he's soon to come out and fill the shoes of Aaron Rodgers if that's the reason why they picked him in the draft, which is what the whole speculation was. So, yeah, agree. Get, look forward for the next season. Do the draft picks. Set him out that way and help this guy, you know, succeed in the industry. So I'm okay with that. But like I said, moving along to Kansas City. Now, Kansas City has been struggling really much this season. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the record, it, they only have, what, two losses on the record, if I'm not mistaken? SG3? Heck, you wish. Right now, currently, oh, really? Kansas, Kansas City stands. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you wish it was that bad. Uh, excuse me, it was that good. But right now, currently, unfortunately, for all Kansas City fans, they have <laughs> lost a total of – hold on, I'll tell you right now. I thought it was like three or four that they lost. They lost to the Titans. Ooh. They lost to the Bills. Ooh. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Ravens. So they oh. technically have four. They're ter- four they're losses. Currently, they're currently right now at five and four. So their saving oh. grace is the fact that the I think the Vegas Raiders lost today, and I uh-huh. also think that the Chargers lost today, which is the oh. only saving grace at this moment. Wow, that I didn't think they were that bad this season. I thought for one minute yeah, they were. The, Raider, that... the Raiders lost to the Giants, so yeah, I was right on that, and the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers barely beat the Eagles. That's why the Chargers are number one in that division. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know that. I, I actually thought they're doing a little bit better than that. I was no, about to give dude, them a little bit of credit. It's bad. Like it's, it's bad. I mean, I mean, I did post out a little while ago about you know Patrick Holmes. Of course, you guys not not trying to like rub salt and you know on the wound or anything like that. But you know him having seven interceptions. You know the most that he's had in the NFL season thus since he's been a starting quarterback. So it kind of tells the tale of what's going on. Now I'm not gonna sit there and say, oh, that's just his. You know, that's him being a horrible quarterback type of thing. I'm not gonna you know make it worse or anything like that. But it just goes to show that you can see that he's trying to create something. He's trying to make this, make his, you know, Patrick magic happen, but it seems like the magic's not working this season. It doesn't look like it's, it's coming to fruition at all whatsoever. Now, I don't know what they can help him. I think maybe more like, like you kind of touched bases on the offensive line, maybe get a little younger get some legs underneath these offensive linemen, get the chains moving from left to right, what made Patrick do better, do good in the past couple years, made him a phenomenon, of course. Of course, everybody says so, like SG3, always on, always, you know, talking great about him. But, you know, I guess you you could say... Listen, I'm sorry I'm going to say this to you, but name me right now another quarterback that could do what he's doing without without an offensive line. I'll wait. What that give throwing interceptions? Dude, what do you so mean? he threw he threw for he threw for a hundred and he threw himself today for hundred and sixty six yards. One touchdown. No interceptions, but he still threw hundred and sixty six yards. Yeah, gotcha. And no like if you think about it, dude, no offensive line. Look at the look at the throws that he's doing and look yeah. at how much he's extending the play. Yeah, he's exactly. Right now, another quarterback right now that could do it. Oh, okay, cool. You can't. All right, cool. So it's a different conversation, <laughs> now, isn't it? All right. Whatever. 
I don't care. I don't like Mahomes anyways. It don't matter to me. Forget that guy. I'm glad he sucks this season. I'm glad he's doing horrible this season. Forget him. <laughs> but I mean, to get him to get him back in the winning column, I guess you could say that that's something that needs to work on. So that's what I mean. I think in order for them to kind of look forward to the future on if they want to get their butts back in the Super Bowl, and they still got time. Is my just my understanding? They still got. It's time. a long season. Exactly. It's still got a lot of time. I think right now, go for the younger offensive line and start working them in the in the first team reps. Get him in there. Get some plays moving. I know Andy Reid's great in the offense. I love his offensive game. Always respected the man. And I think this is something where, you know, I don't know if he can adjust it right off the bat or he wants to because of, you know, me. In them, of course, like, ah, you know, I think he would do fine. I think he would do fine. I think he would do great. So later. But, you know, I think somebody needs to get the get their minds right and say, look, I think we can get some of these young guys in there, start moving them around, start, you know, help. Like you said, extend the play and make sure the play, the play, basically. Get it going. And I think that's something to look forward to, if I'm not mistaken. So, hopefully not. Hopefully not. I, I, I honestly feel, man, that, that like, like, like the, the number one thing that really hurt the Chiefs but the one thing that really hurt the Chiefs was the uh, was cutting Damian Williams. The uh, running back. Yeah. Oh, the one that's on Chicago's team now. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe right, man. You might be right there. I mean, I'm very shocked at how well he's doing with the offense with this freaking team. T- tell me, ever since he left, what have the Chiefs done offensively on the run game? That's true. That is true. I have not seen it. Clyde, Clyde can't put the kid. Li, listen, man, the kid last year, he was great for his rookie season. Heck, he was pulling up some numbers. I'm like, man, the kid's pretty good. And yeah. then as I started, like, kind of see him, like, later on in the season, I'm like, oh, kid, you are not Damian Williams. It right. really shows. You yeah. are not going to show up. If they go to the Super Bowl, you're going to be really exposed, and you may not have – you. this may already even be your sophomore slump. Dang, okay. That, there you go. So that like, makes sense. And if you, if you think about it, look 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 at the Chiefs. Do the Chiefs look at Chiefs running last season? Look at Chiefs running this season. It's I don't not the same. Nope. Look, you know what? Even better. Look at the Chiefs two years ago. Look at the Chiefs when they won the Super Bowl two years ago. Right. When they won the Super Bowl, look at their rushing and look at their rushing even last year and this year. It's yeah. not the same. It's nine days. It's Honestly, nine days. You you have a you have a guy who was able to open up the back and who was able to like who was able to to have the defensive no 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 it was able to not have the defense come up to you before this is this is the thing I think that really did hurt him because like if you think about it most people are like man the Chiefs need an offensive line and you know what I'm probably one of them right now who just said it because I did say it but there is some people who are not who are looking at it, man what are they missing what they're really missing is a running back. They don't yeah. have a running back. They don't have someone. They don't have like a Derrick Henry. They don't have a mm-hmm. Damian Williams. They don't have, heck, they don't even have like like a like a David like a David Montgomery. They don't have yeah. a um, they they don't have even like a like a Mike Davis. Hell, I'll give Mike Davis that name because Mike Davis could at least Daryl Henderson from from uh, from from uh, from Los Angeles. Freaking Sony uh-huh. Michelle. If you think about that, dude, they don't have anyone who's gonna like really open up the back, who's gonna open up the offense where it's like, all right, cool. What can how can we stop them? Because if we if we blitz these guys, they're gonna have Tyreek down the down the seam, or they're gonna have Travis Kelsey down the seam, and we're screwed. Or yeah. if we 
if we actually open them up, they're going to do a nice little screen pass. They're going to do a nice little handoff. Boom, at least five, six, seven, ten yards. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can you do now? Oh, okay, cool. You don't have a running game. Cool. So now we're just going to pressure the living heck out of you because you don't have anyone that we're that a defensive coordinator is like, like scratching their head saying, what can I do to stop you? Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's interesting to say what they're gonna play with, man. So you're you're so what we're saying is Kansas City looks like they're gonna need to revamp their offensive line. Definitely revamp the running back game, looks like, huh? I would say if anything, man, if you wanna keep the old guys that you have, because you know what, man, there there are some good names out there. But if you wanna keep them because you signed them to nice contracts, get yourself a running back. This offseason, let's put it, I'm not really talking off season because I don't really feel them going to the Super Bowl this year. Get yeah, yourself don't. a running back. There's going to be running backs available. Get yourself a running back. Hell, mm-hmm. you try to go for Le'Veon Bell. Of course, that was a freaking disaster. Um, right. You try to go right now for Mar- uh, for Marlon. Uh, yeah, Marlon Marlon Mack. Um, Marlon Mack from uh, from from the from from the Colts. Colts. And that's that's, okay. that's also been a disaster. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, find yourself a running back. If you have to scout them, if you have to look for them as a rookie. Find yourself somebody who <laughs> gave you what Clyde gave you the first six, seven, eight, nine games of the season. Because if you look at last season, Kansas City, dude, you can even you can even quote me on this if you want to. I'll, I'll run money. I'll run. I'll run my mouth on this one. I'll run my credibility as as good as my memory is. Last season, the Kansas City Chiefs were good in the first at least eight weeks eight, nine weeks, and then after they took a really big dive to the point where they they were they struggled against Atlanta. They struggled against a lot of teams who was like, you should have blown these guys out of the water with, like, the weapons you have. Most people are saying Tampa Bay – most people say Tampa Bay exposed them. I feel that the game against Atlanta Falcons last season really exposed the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, makes sense. I could chime in on that. So, I agree with that. So they gotta move it, man. They gotta move it. That's all I gotta. Hopefully, hopefully Kansas City can bounce back and do some well, well-deserved adjustments they're, they're, in order to make their butts back. And next season, don't worry, baby. Look, that next season when they finally get themselves a nice, real nice, decent running back. I'm not saying superstar. I'm just saying a nice, decent running back. I'm gonna go around my Patrick Mahomes jersey. Once they be taking pictures just for the website, for the, for social media and everything, and you're gonna be pulling them at my jersey saying, "Homie." You good? You, you said what they needed. They did what they 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 listened to SG three. That's fine. I'm gonna stick with my uh my Justin Fields jersey and uh, hopefully he'll come back in his sophomore season. The main reason why you got it was because I got mine first. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't want to hear all that. I want. I got it. I got it. That's all that matters. That's all that counts. Okay. I don't want to hear all that. He said. She said stuff. Feel me? You feel me? <laughs> I don't hate you. She said he. She said he said you. There's yeah, you, you said he I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. What you're I got it. I wanted. That's all it was. You know, number one, number <laughs> feels. Woo! No. Man, speaking look, of, listen. Speaking I'm, of that, I'm, what are you going for? Let, let, you, go ahead. Let, let, let me talk. Let me talk to you about them, man. Let me talk to man. And my boys, and my boys, and a lot of people are saying Justin Fields can't cut it. You know what, man? Of course, Justin Fields can't cut it. He has got no offensive line. Do you not see these guys? They're falling over the moment. The, the moment they, the moment Fields says hike, they're on their knees. Yeah, that's so, true. I agree. I, I, I don't understand why a lot of people are sitting here saying Fields can't cut it. No, Nagy can't cut it. 
because Nagy is making bogus decisions, and a lot of these guys was who he's citing to protect our young quarterback. Listen, yeah. there is no reason at this point again in this time that your that your star and your up and coming quarterback got sacked nine times in one game. Agree. Number two. Agree. The fact that there's so many people who are still saying, "Hey, why is he struggling to really get the ball off?" If you think about it, dude, it's like the Chicago Bears are playing great against teams they're supposed to, and they're playing not even decent against teams they're not supposed to. I mean, heck, I thought, honestly, the Bears were going to give the Packers a run for their money with Justin Fields. I kind of thought, I was like, you know what, if anything, if the Bears lose, they may lose either by three to seven points. I honestly did not give Green Bay that much of a shot this year. But, man, we lost by, what, was it 10? Yeah. 10, 14? We lost by 14. We lost by 14. If you think about it, this season alone, we have not had a victory in double digits. No, not at all. Only one. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Only one victory. The Las Vegas Raiders. That's it. Right. And at that, the Raiders had their own issues that they were doing in-house because of the whole uh, Chucky situation and all the emails and stuff like that. So they had their own demons that they were dealing with. And even since then, yeah. ever since Chucky left, they've been on a winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. So, you uh, know. I think they lost it. They lost it. Oh, today. okay. Lost it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, you kind of see the adjustments in their in their team as well as at that moment is in that time period. And at that last game, so we're gonna dive into you know Chicago just because it's our team. They have a game tomorrow Monday night. Hopefully they can win. I don't know against the Steelers. I, I'm not expecting I anything. Yeah, I'm not expecting. If TJ was gonna play, then no. If TJ was playing, then no. I, I I'm not expecting them to win, but I am. If if Matt Nagy is involved, it's not gonna look good. Let's put it that way. I'm sorry. After after seeing the last game and noticing what happened this past game with, you know, Matt Nagy not being involved, you kind of get the feeling that he's not going to come. He's not going to come back. This is his final season. He's he's done. Chicago going to wipe their hands clean with him, and they're going to revamp the whole new offensive team. So – is that good for Justin Fields? I would say yes, because they're going to need a new quarterback ASAP. A new quarterback. They're going to need a new uh, a quarterback coach, basically, ASAP. Put it that way. Because they're going to need a coach that can mesh with the quarterback, put surrounding play, you know, coaches, and help this guy win. He's got the talent. He's got the legs. That boy can move around as much as he can. He was making Nick Bosa, you know, twitch out of nowhere every time he would try to go after him, and he made himself go like ducking and dodging everywhere. So he has the potential. He has heart. That boy takes ever since these sacks came into play. This boy's been taking nasty hits, and this guy still keeps getting up. So I am, I, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm excited to see that we got a quarterback that has that amount of heart. But what to understand is he needs to have a healthy life. Protection. Because, yeah, exactly. Healthy protection. Because if he ain't got it, he ain't going to last. If you guys all know the history of our quarterbacks in Chicago, it ain't doesn't end very well. You get beat up like Jimmy Man. You get toned up to the flow up like Jay Cutler. And it's you get at, at, just like Jay Cutler after a while, you just give up. You're just like, the hell? What am I playing here for? So it's like you get that sense. You know what I mean? And I don't want that for this kid being the first African-American uh, drafted by Chicago, being in the first round as a quarterback, being the dub, the playing quarterback for the future. 
he has the talent. Let's give it to him, you guys. I want the he, fact he that they it. moved up for him. That's yes. the thing that hurts me the most, man. You right. like it wasn't even the fact that like they they did so much like to get him. And I know there's probably a couple people listening on this man. They don't understand Justin Fields. You know what? Cool. So ju- you guys are going to sit here and tell me the fact that Justin Fields can do against a good top ten team. So if we go back to college. I'll just go back to college. I mean, I know college and NFL aren't the same thing. I completely get it. It's two different playing fields. But right. if he can't do good against against a good quote unquote defensive team, uh, didn't he torch Clemson a top ten defense for six? I'm just saying. Yeah, makes sense. The, exactly. Listen, man, the kid the kid has good instincts. The kid is smart. The kid knows how to move around. But the mm-hmm. thing is, though, the pocket collapses in less than two seconds. Literally, the guy's hiking the ball. And he's, he's already, already got, like, like running. Three different, he's already basically trying to run for his life. That's number one. Number yes. two, there is nobody to really, like, help him out. So this kid's trying to just basically make something out of nothing. And I feel like, yeah, you know what, guys? Right now, he is playing like Patrick Mahomes. Um, nobody is saying anything about him except for Chicago fans. Like, oh, this guy's wrong. If we would have drafted Patrick Mahomes uh, X amount of years ago, we would have gotten Deshaun Watson, blah, blah, blah. There's so many people still saying that. Look, man. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Deshaun Watson, whether it's still Mitchell Trubisky, mm. we would have had the same issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would have had the same problems, same offensive line drama. Ain't got no vision as a coach after the reason why we freaking picked up Nagy was for that particular reason solely alone because he had a so-called great offensive mind. And look where it's got us. Look where it's got us. And it's not getting oh, any better. By the way. I stand correct. <clears throat> they beat two teams by double digits: the Lions and the Raiders. Oh, wait! We beat the Lions. That's the two teams. We beat the Lions twenty-four to fourteen. Really? Yep. I thought we lost against the Lions. <laughs> That's crazy. Nope. <laughs> I did not know we beat that. the Lions twenty-four to fourteen. Currently, the what? Lions are—I'll even tell you—I know they haven't won a single game this season. I can tell you that. <laughs> The Lions currently are zero and eight. Oh Lord, yeah. Oh, that's a big whoop. That's a that's a big. We're looking already at the first zero and seventeen team. Wow, that is crazy. That's crazy. Did not know that, but good deal. Good deal. (laughs) All I can say is, let's just hope that these guys can. I don't know. Let's just hope for the best. I mean, it's our team. It's our city. It's our it's our Chicago Bears and. We're always going to love them at heart. But, man, they just got to do something, man. They got to come up with something good. Stop worrying about stop worrying about a new stadium. Stop worrying about all that. Worry about your offensive line. Get the team rolling. Help the quarterback. Just Jesus Christ, man. You got a solid defense-ish. I still think they need to work. Now I'm starting to notice that they need to work out more of a secondary. They need to give Jalen Johnson some help on his end. Get a good nickel. Get some help for Jackson because whoever's next to him in safety sucks and makes making Jackson look like an idiot. And, you know, I, they need oh, – I don't know how long they're going to keep Hicks and freaking Mac got a good this stay in age. I, don't, I think they're – they got one more good season and that's it for them. They need to hurry up and get some teams. So, I, I think that's the case. I'm going to just say one thing right now. To everybody listening to me, I get it. The man hasn't done anything in two years. But if that man goes back to the way he was before, the next Super Bowl champions, and I'm saying it right now, it may be if this man goes well, is Los Angeles Rams because they just picked up Von Miller for the freebie. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that one. That's true. That is true. So let's see. See from there. Now, moving I mean, along. Yeah, they did, they did oh. bad today. I'm not going to deny that. Nope. They well, did bad today. Why, why, why is it? Yeah, they did bad today. But, I mean, at this point, though, how many people were not out? And, heck, for them to still kind of come back. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, Stafford did Stafford ways. Actually, yeah, you know what? They did. I'm watching some highlights, and Stafford got pressured. Some oh, way, some uh, save, somehow, but Stafford really got pressured. Okay. I could see why. Yeah. All right. Maybe. So. We'll kind of have to see and take a look. But moving along from NFL stuff. Jumping into some fantastic sports weekends, of course, this past Saturday, we had some good events, some boxing, some UFC. They were going head-to-head to see who was going to come out on top in the ratings, which is why UFC set up a good intro to their UFC. Um Night fight night of the night, basically for Chandler versus Gaethje. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, SG3, you were on board watching this live. If I'm not mistaken, yes, sir, I was. Yes, sir, Very I was. Good. So, speaking on UFC, we'll head to that one first just because there's more fights in that one than it is boxing. So, Gaethje versus Chandler, were you shocked and surprised at how well they went at each other? How, could this be I'm a fight surprised. night, fight of the night? Fight, fight of the year. Oh, like, I, don't years, think, I don't think that there was like literally one round where you could say, okay, it's a boring round. Like, I go to the bathroom. Like, literally, Chandler was taking bomb after bomb after bomb. And Gage was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, there was a moment, like, if, you, if anyone watched this, watch the third round, mm-hmm. watch the middle of the third round. Gage is just bombing right, left, right, left, almost an uppercut. And all Chandler does, hands down, says, just keep bringing it, dude. Like, you're hitting me, but it doesn't do anything to me. Yes. And Gaethje, like, wipes his face and is like, what the f- are you? Exactly. Like, I saw that, and I was super everything. excited. Super excited when I saw that. He was just like, Chandler just walking straight at him, slapping his own face. He's like, come on, man. Come with it. Come on. And then Gaethje's just unloading. He was hitting him with haymakers. And he just did. Chandler just took him. He didn't budge, move. He kept moving forward, hands down, moving forward. That was fantastic. It was great. Honestly, man, it was yes. great. I was watching it with a couple of other brothers, um, you know, that we hang out with. And literally, man, they they were surprised at what we saw. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Lisper, on the, other, on the other hand, he was there, and he was like, dude, what do you think of this? I'm like, dude, this is fight of the year. You know, you think that at first, I mean, it could have been the knockout of the year at first, too. Because, man, he caught caught Chandler good. I was like, dude, this may be done. I thought it was. Would it give him the uppercut? Yeah, yeah, straight up. He caught him, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, it's over. But that little, like, minute and a half where he had him, like, literally on the ground pending, he was like, all right, man. I caught my breath. Then comes right back up. Yes. And the thing was, I was telling, uh, I was telling my brother Alex the one. I was like, "Look, dude, right now would be a good time for for Gaethje to kind of collect his stuff and know how to hit him, because mm-hmm. Chandler's seeing two of you. Chandler's not right. seeing just Gaethje; he's seeing Gaethje brothers. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And it was like literally showing, like when he was throwing, he was throwing like too far left or too far right. And most people are like, "Well, how can you tell? Look at one when, when when if anyone's watching like the fight game for the first time. Listen, whenever a fighter." Starts trying to like bob and weave like way more than what they're normally doing. It is because he's seeing two and he's trying to like time the movement of of the second shadow he's seeing 
Most yeah. people, though, they go like into straight primal mode and just start swinging for the fences, hoping they hit one of the three guys you're seeing coming at you. <laughs> and that's what Chandler was doing in that, in that first round. Like at the end of it, look, 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 just look at that end of that first round. Chandler's literally swinging for the fences. Like, dude, I'm eventually I'm gonna hit one of you three, and it's gonna be the actual guy. Um, to show my nerdy, to show my nerdy style, it's like a Pokemon battle. So <laughs> eventually, uh, eventually, one of them was gonna be uh, the. Uh, was going to be the real one. but uh, Oh, yeah. Agreed. Was, and it, uh, I give it to Chandler, too, though. That guy, he was laying some haymakers on on freaking uh, against Gaethje as well. He was throwing them haymakers back at him. There were at one point in the first was. round where he threw a nice right hook, and it dazed the crap out of Gaethje where it backed him up towards the end of the cage. And even Chandler had a time, a, like a, a moment in time right there to kind of bust out and go after him and see what he could do. So – both of these fighters gave it their best. You know, we obviously know who's the better boxer at hand when it comes to Gaethje. He's always had in the boxing stance to give great hands, um, fighting styles. He, what's his face? Um, a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken, in order to get the title. Which, if um, but who was the fight was that? I forgot the gentleman. He really. Uh, forgot his name. Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. If I'm not mistaken, am I right? Yeah, I think Tony Ferguson, yeah. Antonio Ferguson, yes. That fight was even horrible. So you got to see his style there. Here, you notice it. Chandler, he was he has those haymaker bombs that he can just out of nowhere with a left boom connects and then it, it hits hard. So I give it to Chandler. I cannot say Chandler's done in the division. Game means something to that division, and he's gonna be a, a wrecking you know, a person to wreck with for sure in that division. So this, I don't think this is the last time we'll see of Chandler versus Gaethje. Let's put it that way. It's going to be and nice. I hate to say it. I mean, I, I'm not the tallest guy. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty petite myself, but dude, yesterday, the thing that surprised me the most was that Chandler showed hard for being such a little guy. It reminded me of Manny Pacquiao. I was like, dude, yeah. you, you're giving Manny Pacquiao vibes. Yes. I'm here for it. You do you, you do you mm-hmm. keep, keep doing right. it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I would definitely, definitely give it to that. Great, great fight. Great first. I think this was actually even better for the UFC to kind of move this fight to start the UFC be just because of where they were in time frames of, against the whole, against Canelo's, you know, pay-per-view event, of course. So this actually did well. They did a fantastic job moving this fight to starting off the UFC. So great listen, job. Listen, I'm, I'm about to tell you something. I'm probably going to sound like a little redundant here. But do you know why? And, and this is what I was telling a lot of people yesterday. I was like, man, this is what's really killing boxing. You don't have mega, mega fights anymore because everybody wants to be on the damn main event card. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the headliner. Everybody wants to be the showstopper. But they're not willing to work their way up. They think after like six fights, I'm headline material. Yeah, you know, you exactly. are not headline material. You need to understand that there is limits and there's level mm-hmm. like this. Hey, man, um, if you never heard of the kid, Chocolatito Gonzalez, he is a kid from Nicaragua. He was literally, I think, like a 47, 48 and 0. But he didn't care the fact that he wasn't, like, on the card. He just wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. And he fought. I feel that one loss he has, if he probably has two, I think he has, like, one, two losses. I don't think he has more than five. Because he literally he got screwed out on one. Like, he literally got screwed out on one fight. And it was like, come on, man. Um, it was... A triple G fight where he got screwed out. I remember that. It was I forgot it. I think it was uh, Triple G versus Lemieux. Um, then that pay per view. But it's like 
in boxing cards, man, you don't see like a Sean Porter, and then you can say, dude, in the same card, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, or in the same card, friggin' um, friggin' Caleb Plant versus Canelo, and then in the same card, Sean Porter, Terrence Crawford. Like you don't yeah. see that, and and that's what's hurting boxing. That like they're trying to like build the guys and make names for them on the paper cards, and I get that. That's okay. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I'm saying though is that you're not giving those guys the highlight because everything goes to the main event. True. And that's what's hurting boxing, and that's eventually yeah. probably what's been the downfall for such a long time. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. I think I would have to agree with you on that one for sure. Now, moving along to UFC, the co-main event, Nama Nunes versus Zhang. Another heck of a give, great fight. Did not expect this. That is Zhang. Give me my Did not You know what? You think so? I, I, I man, Zhang, Zhang yesterday proved, you know what? She, I, I feel like she's got something left. She showed oh, yeah. something last night, man. That it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like she's done. I feel no, like she's got one more round with not with Nama Nunez, because um, I feel like ever since she took, if you look at it, ever since the takedown happened, she was tired. Yeah. After the takedown, Nama Nunez, fucking Zang was sorry, sorry for the word, freaking <laughs> Zang was not the same anymore. Zang was like really tired. And, yep. like, Nama Nunez was like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to just take advantage of it. But, like, honestly, in the first couple of rounds, it was like, I don't know who, who the fight's going to go to. Like, I right. don't know who the fight's going to go to. I don't know who's going to come out on top. This is one of those, like, it could be back and forth. It could be. It's, and you know yes. what? It went split decision for a reason. There right. was a split decision for a reason. Yeah, agreed. I think it just really told it kind of told the tale inside the freaking fight. There were there were times in the first round I think you had to give it to Nama Nunes. She took it. For sure the second fight, the second round you had to give it to Nama Nunes. The third round you got to give it to Zhang. Zhang laid a nasty hook on Nama Nunes and it it was this close to dazing her. This close. Nama Nunes was getting too comfortable and this is what I noticed about her fights. Is that as the fight goes on, she gets too comfortable, gets too laxy-daisy the way she comes out. She comes out nice and crisp with the first two rounds. Very on point. Very to the T on how she was trained and very game plan status. But once she starts noticing that she's laying bombs at the next person, she lets her guard down. She lets she gets laxy-daisy with her defense. And then once mm-hmm. that happens, she gets hit. And a fight previously before, before right that letter to the championship, she did the same thing when she got her title shot again. She had a fight. She was going in a couple rounds. She let the hands down. Bam, she got rocked in the face, which if you ever go back, you guys, look at some of the images of Nama Nunes, you'll see where she has a bruise on her bottom left eye. That's where that came from. She got lazy that round, and she got rocked real good. And this one, against Zhang, like I said, third round. They're around there. They're going against an exchange. You're going hand to hand. Boom, boom, boom. Then all of a sudden, Zhang blows a freaking heavy left hand that she always does. Lay that half left hand on her hook on the bottom part of her chin, and it dazed Nama Nunes. Zhang should have unloaded, but you notice Zhang was kind of like, okay, she's standing in front of me. Let me be careful. Well, I think what also helped too was the reach. 
Now, Nunes had a good reach, and she knew how to keep that reach. Zhang really had to work her hooks and kind of have to thrust and push those hooks. And it kind of, you know, it, you kind of see why it took a minute for Zhang to kind of attack and go. But once she laid her hands on, on Nama Nunes, Nama Nunes had no type of strength compared to Zhang. It's just at the end of the round, at the end of the fifth round, well, at pretty much the beginning of the fifth round, Nama Nunes' idea was, let me just keep you on the floor and keep you there just so that way, you know, whatever happens to the scorecard happens. So it was just mm-hmm. a strategic plan on her end. But I agree. I agree with you, Usher 3. I want I want a trilogy fight. Hey, they, they deserve it, man, honestly. You know what, though, man? Let's talk. Did you watch the Brandon Vera fight? No. Dude, so I watched that fight. And literally, you could ask the Lisper. The moment I saw the knockout, I told everybody, he just Anderson Silva this man. <laughs> and everyone's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, remember the Vitor Belfort fight? Literally, straight up, just right from the right from the right foot, straight to the mouth, knockout. Oh, it's a chin. Yeah. And everyone was like, man, everyone looked at me like I was weird. I'm like, man, he, this man just Anderson silva his opponent. And then later on, you hear the commentator actually come out and say, yeah, he literally did what Anderson Silva did to Vitor Belfort. I'm like, thank you. I know I'm not the only one that remembers this now. But you know what, man? Brandon Vera, kudos to you, man. Clapping for you. Kudos. Kudos, kudos. Great thing. Great job you did last night. Um, there was many times where people were worried and like, oh, dude, I think you're going to lose, but you, you came out on top. Kudos oh. to you, my friend. Kudos, kudos. Very good. Very good. Now, speaking and going to the main event on the card, Usman versus Covington 2 for the welterweight, if I'm not mistaken, welterweight championship. Yeah, the UFC uh, Uh I would have to say a heck of a fight, man. Very ecstatic on how this fight came about to be. Very impressed the way Covington came out. Wasn't too happy the way he kind of played his hands the first two rounds, I'll be honest with you. I think Covington kind of, you know, he kind of, compared to the first fight, he didn't really let his hands go. But once he started getting comfortable in the third and fourth round, and he started going against Usman in some of the exchanges. He was catching Usman. He was giving them hands, rocking the bombs, rocking the head of Usman at some points. It really dazed him a little bit here and there. And he got—he looked good in those last rounds. He got comfortable. He started to gain confidence. And then it just kind of, you know, it went from there. But, you know, I, I, could there be a, a number three? I don't think so. I think this is – I think we're done. But I'm sure Listen. Covington – I'm sure Covington is going to speak his way into existence. Let's put it that way. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't for the knockdown, if it wasn't for the takedowns that weren't effective, I don't think Usman wins unanimously. I had it different. I was I didn't take the takedown. I didn't take the takedown defense into a fight. I, took, I did everything from like a standing ground, from like a standing point of view. And take away the takedown defenses. Honestly, I feel that Covington did enough to at least get a draw or a split decision for Usman. I had Usman winning the fight, but not the way the judges saw the fight. I get the fact the judges saw that that he was uh, he was ten for ten. He never went down except that one time when they're saying it wasn't, but it really was. He it was a takedown. So he technically was nine out of ten, still ninety percent, which is it's freaking amazing at the, at the MMA. It's freaking amazing um, yeah. to be in, in in UFC and to get a ninety percent takedown defense to the point where you're deep or where you're not allowing your opponent to just knock you down in your butt. So yeah. 
I think personally that Covington trying to take the wrestling in to kind of say, you know what, guys, I can hang with him. I can take him down. And when he didn't, it was like, dude, like, you know what? I respect you because you you stopped me in almost – basically in almost every single one. Um, and I feel that that if Covington had not done that, it would have been either a draw or, or uh, Usman's split decision. Mm-hmm. But I had the fight really close, and I kept looking like, man, I was honestly, I was nervous as an Usman fan, as a guy who was actually rooting for Usman. I said, yeah. you know, like, man, Covington may pull off either a draw or a split decision. I didn't give him enough in order to win, but I did give him enough in order to kind of just say, all right, dude, you deserve And now I actually told everybody, dude, this deserves a trilogy. Because I think the first fight, there was a. Uh, there were some things in there that kind of just didn't didn't make sense. It happened, mm-hmm. but this fight though, Covington to me, and it is again, this is just me. I don't know about you, but this is just me. Did enough to gander the third fight without having to speak himself into it or anything. He did enough. Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, well, I think, I think because of how they're gonna perceive it and how they're going to look at it. This is my thing. I see it in the media standpoint. They're going to twist and turn this little shindig around and kind of, you know, give it to Usman and say his dominance, of course, or whatever. But again, I don't think he was as dominant. I would have to agree with you in this fight, per se, and say that, oh, he was the dominant one in general. I think for sure, Covington kind of laid them hands on him. But knowing how UFC can kind of tweak the narrative they're going to give him that dominance part. They're going to give Usman all the praise in the world. This is Listen, I want you to do me I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. Remember the last fight. If you don't remember the last fight, watch the first watch the first fight. Remember the first fight, watch the first fight and tell me, please, when did Usman really dominate? Because I saw the first fight. I actually rewatched I agree. The he fight. didn't dominate at all. And he did he not did. dominate the first and fight. I would I would everyone, agree with every, you on that. I saw it. There's been so many people who said, "Man, Usman just dominated." What? No. Yeah, Please he did dominate that first like, fight. Like, give me the play-by-play that you think in your eyes, in your mind, that Usman dominated that fight because Usman did not. It was nope. blow for blow, punch for punch, pound for pound. And literally, if it wasn't for that fake nut shot, yeah, I'm going to call it a fake nut shot because it was a fake nut shot. He really got a, above the belt, right at the stomach. If it wasn't for that shot being called yeah. off because it, it caught Usman off guard, Covington may have actually got himself the knockout that day. Yeah, agreed. I think also, too, and if it was really wasn't for that jaw shot and how he hurt that jaw, that was a lucky shot. It wasn't in a sense of, oh, that's my power. It was just the way everything was angled and the way Covington's face was, like his head movement was going, it's just connection. It's based on the connection of the shot and what caused that that to happen. And if that didn't happen, especially in that fight, Covington, my perspective, I think if it wasn't after that, Covington really, after him taking those hits, he couldn't take those hits that much like he used after that hit. And if if that didn't happen, he would have been able to take the power that Usman had. He was giving it right back, if not worse, compared to anything. Usman looked like he was in trouble in that fight, in my perspective. I think Covington really would have won that one. But if it wasn't after that hit, then things would have turned a different way. I put it that way. I, I honestly, dude, I, I actually really do agree with you because 
uh, the fact was that as I watched the first fight, I'm like, dude, like a lot of our friends, they posted on, on, on our group text message chat. Yeah, I feel like Usman dominated. Us, when, when did Usman dominate? Right. Please tell me what you think a domination is because a domination, and this is just probably just me, was what Manny Pacquiao did to Oscar De La Hoya. Sorry for everyone else who was a big Oscar fan, but that was that's a domination. Uh, domination would be what Brock Lesnar did to uh, to Frank Mir. <laughs> that's a domination. Yeah. That's what I agree with you on that part. In that first fight was a fight. What you saw in the first fight was two guys just giving it their all, and they fought. They fought their heart out, and they gave it their all. But I feel, though, here's the thing. The main reason why, if you notice that Covington, as you stated earlier, Covington did not let go of his hands because he respects Usman's power, because he knows Usman's got hands. And honestly, it's as I think Daniel Cormier said yesterday, Usman can take Covington's best shot, but Covington can take Usman. And if you notice it, after he got knocked down twice, he really stepped back and was on the defense of the whole rest of the night. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So that's all I got to say. And for that one, you know what, man? Give me my trilogy as well. For yeah. Nama Nunes and for Covington, give me my trilogy. Agreed. I'll go see on that one for sure, too. <laughs> now, thus kind of jumps in there. That that fight ended afterwards, you guys. I think later in the night, around midnight or so, um, to kind of end UFC fight night. Now, jumping into another fight game, boxing history. Canelo Alvarez makes boxing history yesterday, becoming, a, the final I was saying, the second man, actually, to be honest, in Mexico history to be undisputed of all at the moment right now. If I was saying there was a fighter before in 1972 for Mexico Heritage, of course, was the very first one. But now, what's it called? Canelo chases that dream, follows history after such a long time, and becomes that last night, knocking out Plant in the 11th round. Yeah. It's, it's honestly... Um, well... Canelo became the first undisputed super middleweight champion. I don't know if it's from Mexico or in general, but he did that history. He became the first ever undisputed super middleweight champion. So he did there. Uh, congratulations to him. As most of you know, I'm not a Canelo fan. Canelo still to this day has not done enough to uh, to win me over. And most people, especially um, my future brother-in-law, he has sat here. He has said to me many times, dude. Look at what he did to Billy Joe Saunders. All right, all right, cool, man. I see you, but let me ask you a question. How come was it when Billy Joe, Saunders, Billy Joe Saunders was calling him out in 2016, 2017, and 2018, there was no response from Canelo? But all of a sudden, though, now he wants to? Come on, man. Where, how come he hasn't fought Benavides? How come he hasn't fought for that 175 title, the fact that he got from Crusher, excuse me, from Sergey Kovalev because he wasn't Crusher anymore? Crusher's been calling that man out for years as well. How come all of a sudden now he had to wait and then he finally picks him apart. Triple G's been calling him out for how long? Okay, cool, but we're all going to forget that or just ignore it and then say, he's the greatest of all time? No, I can't. Yeah. I can't, I won't in the chant. Is, he, <laughs> is, is the kid good? Yeah, I'll give the kid. He's good. Them defensive skills he's got, man, all right, cool. I see you, homie. You know how to bob and weave and you know how to move. However, though, from what I saw, I don't feel that Canelo is doing much boxing. I feel like he is the um, the puncher boxer. 
which is I'm going to look for the knockout, and when I can't get the knockout, then I'm going to try to bob and weave, but I'm going to get my knockout. And I see it a lot in his fights. I see a lot in the way that he tries to move and, you know, try to bob around and try to, like, move and, and, and groove and do what he has to do. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not taking away any credit. Did he knock out Caleb Plant? Yes, he did. Congratulations one more time. Mm-hmm. I just... I can't, I can't see the kid like really like just winning over. <laughs> Honestly, man, if he went up against a Benavides and you know what? He dominates Benavides. Cause yesterday, from what I read, because again, I was watching the OC fight because I was more interested in the OC fight than the Canelo fight, because I knew Canelo was gonna win, whether it was by decision right. or by a knockout. I knew it was gonna True. happen. Thanks. Um I said, you know what, I'm just not interested in it. From what I read. A lot of people were saying that the fight was close until I think the sixth or seventh round. Then Caleb kind of stopped. Canelo came. I may be wrong for what I read, but from what I remember that I read, it was that. Let's put it this way. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say uh Canelo dominated or anything, but the way I saw them this is my thing. I didn't even see the fight. I saw them highlights. I didn't see me the highlights. The, yeah, the CBC and the highlights, something was a little fishy about that boxing fight. Just something. A little fishy. Okay? I gotta I gotta say it. What I always have a knack to sit there and say that there's something a little off. Okay guys? I've always had a knack for that. And thus far, I've always trusted my instinct. And my instinct tells me that for this fight. And especially just the highlights alone. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it just something don't feel right. Something ain't sitting right. So I'm wondering what's going to be coming out in the in the news to come in the next few days. Because I'm very interested, to say the least. Did I expect Canelo to win? Just like SG3. Yes, I did. I expected this, which is why all of us were really more focused on the UFC. Why? Because there's no expectation there. It's an unknown atmosphere. It's it's a good guess on who, how, and what will win, basically. You know what I mean? Who, how, and when. Okay? That's that's my thesis on the in, rejects I mean, in the booth part I, I, there. I, I, unless it's Tony the Kid's favorite fighter, John Bones Jones. He just wins at everything he does. Oh, fuck that guy. Oh, I hate that guy. Hate that guy. Get him. Him, I want him knocked the hell out by freaking uh, Francis Nagano. I want him to blow his head off. Boom. Knock him out solid. Real good. I'm going to give him to that. But speaking of like before with Canelo, I didn't expect him to win. I expected him to win. I expected him to come out top. When I saw the trailer, when I saw the trailer, when I saw the freaking uh, little glimpse of Plant getting knocked down, and he's running across the whole ring, you know, a little bit, looking all like he's, I'm okay, I'm all right. Da, da, da. After that, Canelo ran after him. Canelo, that was the first time I've seen Canelo really wanted to go and knock him out for a call, for a reason, and he did so. But, again, something just doesn't, I don't know, man, something doesn't feel right. As I keep watching it. It just doesn't look right. But, look, hey. Congratulations to Canelo. He's a, he's an Hispanic. He's he's Mexican heritage. He's from Mexico. Congratulations. I can't knock you off. Can't sit there and say, eh, whatever. But, you know, you represent. Thank you. It's just something's fishy. Some fishy. And knowing, you know, Canelo's history, being part of the mob. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I, you know what? Just Canelo's history, knowing the fact that he took a computer, computer raw, and he's going to sit here and say, it's tainted meat. Nah, yeah, homie. Exactly. Yeah, some man, right. Right. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Just so it just, just doesn't mesh right, man. Just doesn't seem right. Doesn't play right. I don't. I don't like what I'm hearing. Didn't like what I saw. So listen, man. I'm, this this is not my words. These are Bleacher Reports reporters' words. Again, these are not my words. So I'm just quoting them. Now, if someone wants to take this and run with it, knock yourself out. I know there's probably going to be a couple of people who are going to sit here and say, "As oh, usual, there's no boxing. As usual, there's no boxing." Cool. Message me. I would love to have a conversation with some people about boxing, about the sweet, about the sweet, beautiful science that is boxing and everything that it entitles. I would love to have that conversation with you. Listen, one thing I'm just going to say, and then I'm going to be done. <laughs> when it comes to the way that Canelo and that these guys who box profession, again, these are not my words. These are please report writers' words. For the guys who sit here and study this and like watch how the boxers fight and study the fights and sit here and t- say, Caleb Plant is not really planting him. I mean, ironically, planting himself for the punch. So you mean he pitter pattered? Do you mean he held back? Do you mean no. that he wasn't doing enough? Because it's kind of funny how on the way in or the build up to the fight calls him out says that he's a mother lover Canelo gets mad and says no dude no one says that about my mom because you're not right. going to disrespect my mom and then yeah. smacks him and cuts him by the way at the same time and then at the same time dodges one but if you see Canelo stays with the defense but Caleb tries to swing with the right as an uppercut but mm-hmm. stops so, how is it that it went from that to that in a matter of six weeks? What's the difference? Exactly. Exactly. So, tell you, man, I'm just saying, that's exactly something doesn't feel right, man. I feel like I'm, it's an, a, a, another boxing another boxing espionage type of thing happening here, man. I don't know. It. Th- it goes back, and this is my thing about this whole Canelo situation. It goes back to me from the very first fight of Triple G. Then again, second fight. Well, I give second fight to Canelo. I, I give. I him don't. That. But, I don't give him the second fight. I but can't. The, but the first fight, officially for sure, I don't give it to Canelo. I definitely say that Triple G won that fight for sure. The very first one. I think Triple G won that very first one for sure, hands down. Second fight, I give it to Canelo. Why? Because more of the rounds in that for in that first fight, I saw more more of a Canelo dominance. Yes, at the end he laid back, but again, if you add the rounds in total compared to what what Canelo stopped doing in the fight, it just doesn't. It's still not enough. It's still leaving Triple G one round to try to equal them out the same amount of points that he lost against Canelo. That's why I see it. Just my take on that one. But that's why ever since that perspective of it, that whole atmosphere, it just lays it more interesting to kind of see what boxing wants in order to praise Canelo. So this this kind of plays it even more, my man. This is what I mean, SG3. It kind of plays in that perspective and that realm of trying to cater him for some reason. Like they have a bigger plan for the guy. So... Mm-hmm. 
it just goes in for that. You know what I mean? It goes into that. Yeah. It really so, does. Yep. Yep. Otherwise, I think that's all we have for sports, you guys. I don't have anything else at the moment, but but uh, basketball is still going on, of course. Uh, you know, at the moment right now, still going on. Teams are still looking pretty good. Chicago Bulls, our team's looking pretty nice and easy. Um, troubles in the Lakers world. I think we'll kind of discuss that a little bit more when we get Zach the Mac on board because we got to see what he's going <laughs> to say to defend his team. Just saying. Can we, you know what I mean? Can we talk about the fact that the Golden State Warriors are 8-1? and one? Can, we, can we talk about that? Like, I That's get that they're like nine games in, but can we talk about the fact that they're 8 and one. That's good. That is very well. Very well. Mm -hmm. Not bad. So, got a lot of discuss there, you guys. I think we're going to, you know, other than that, that's pretty pretty interesting to say the least. We got to get that on board next next go around next week with uh, Zach the Mac and SG3 on board because we need to talk about some good basketball. Am I not yes, mistaken? Absolutely. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I think I'm gonna call. I think I'm gonna call it for today. That was really good boxing, UFC stuff. We kind of discussed over football things over this past weekend. SG three, anything going on in soccer? Uh, well, as you guys know, my team Manchester United they lost to Manchester City. Uh, they're talking about firing the coach. Barcelona nope. just hired Xavi to be their coach. So we'll see how that goes. Xavi though is looking finally to bring in some younger talent for the team. Please, God, do what you have to do to make this seem right. Um, other than that, though, please be on the lookout for, for, uh, for World Cup qualifications next week, Friday. Next week, Friday, guys. Come on, man. It's already November 12th. My goodness. Where did the year go? November 12th. In this country, in this continent, in this side of the world, you have the rivalry upon rivalries. USA versus Mexico. Mexico versus USA. I think it's going to happen in Columbus, Ohio. And at this point, it's who is going to win? Mexico with their famous Docero. United States with their famous Docero. USA has some up-and-coming stars. They're really broadcasting. They're really showing. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it's 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 good. I love this time of year. It's great. It's fantastic. Bring on the good stuff, man. Let's let the good times roll. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series. Congratulations, yes. guys. Congratulations. Heck, congratulations, man. Since 1995. You guys finally did got the monkey off your back. Congratulations. Hey, round of applause for them. If you guys are from Atlanta, congratulations to you in your city. You guys did it. Man, maybe next year my White Sox could be a lot closer than what they were this year. Either way, though, heck of a season for my White Sox. I'm proud of my boys. Very, very proud of my boys. Um, you know, Anthony, excuse me, Tony the Kid as well. He's he's proud of my boys because, you know, he loves my boys. So yeah. I'm a Chicago fan. I'm a Chicago fan in general because of baseball, Sox, and Cubs. Okay. I represent both teams just because both teams represent Chicago, and I got to give respect with respects due. But, you know, leave it at that. We'll go ahead and shit. All right. But I said, that's all I got to say, man. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for once again for paying attention. Again, if anyone wants to have a conversation about sport, please reach out to me. Uh, reach out to Zach DeMack. We're going to try to, I'm going to definitely try to answer as best as I possibly can. Have a little conversation here. Have a little conversation there. Always open for conversation. Um, We definitely have to talk about the Pippin, the Pippin drama with the book that he just came out. Because Tomorrow. Really, Good morning, America. Stay tuned. He's really calling out Jordan. And a lot yes. of people are sitting here saying, you know what, Jordan, you know, Jordan got farther than Pippen. I'm going to stay quiet because I'm a Pippen fan. I'm not going to say nothing. I understand the fact that, yeah, he was a cheese, a cheapskate and everything, blah, 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 whatever. He did what he had to do on the court. That's all that matters. So, mm -hmm. 
Last but not least, once again, thank you for listening to me and my ramblings. Tony the Kid, go ahead, man. Take it out. Very good. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in on you here on the Reject Roundup Podcast. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Reject's in the booth. Done it too many with uh, old man RJ. <laughs> Reject's in the booth. Glad to have you back. Of course, have this episode back about sports talk. 